Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, disruption. Disruption. Probably one of the biggest words over the last, definitely the last two years. In fact, I was having a conversation with someone today who was an event planner for uh, big events, mostly HR related uh, in, in the Toronto region. And one of their events was disruption. And I said, oh my goodness, there's a lot of disruption. And they were actually talking originally about tech disruption. And I said, really, it's not just about tech disruption anymore. It's about structure disruption. It's about, you know, four day work weeks. It's about all kinds of different things. It's, it's about big shifts and changes. Um, big so swings, looking, big swings. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. So uh, let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we apologize. We did not put out an episode last week. I was under the weather and you were, uh, you had a birthday. You were 39 again. I was 39 again. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I, uh, little bit of uh i my my children came home for my birthday they don't live here anymore they're older so they said hey dad why don't we pick up dinner and come home and watch a movie and hang out for the evening uh you know and you know when your kids are early 30s late 20s and they want to come home for your birthday and hang out and watch a movie i will take that any day of the week and um so we watched um uh dungeons and dragons uh, and so for those folks who love The Princess Bride, you know, remember that movie, this is what it reminds me of. And it was just so much fun to to sit and watch, not for everybody, but it was uh, a definitely a great movie. And what's his name? Chris Pine, who mm-hmm. plays Star Trek. He plays the kind of the, the, the loot player uh, character in it. He was very funny. I've never seen like he had great timing and was good hum- good humor and he, he's got good, great hair. Oh, he's got great hair. Yeah, that's that's exactly it too. But I was surprised, you know, because you you kind of typecast somebody and you you know of 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 course uh, you know playing Star Trek and playing superheroes and that type of thing. But he was like the you know the just the a little bumbly, um, you know, obviously in good shape and that type of thing. But definitely there his main partner character was this woman who was um a barbarian who's like very strong and was the fighter of the two and she just uh she just kind of took on everybody and he was like there's this one great scene and then i'll then i'll shut up but this one great scene where there's like oh this isn't seven- this isn't an entertainment show oh that's interesting yes yes exactly it's a movie rating show didn't they know that talking not ranting is now um gone to the movies um there you go but there's this great scene where there's like these six soldiers fighting the two of them. They're kind of in, in prisoner in handcuffs or ropes. And and uh, this woman who is his partner is basically fighting all six. And it keeps every once in a while going and scanning to him. And he's trying to work, break his rope. And on first of all, on, on a steps and then on a knife and that type of thing. She's fighting all these and he's just sitting there trying to get out of his thing. It's just so hilarious. Anyways, that's my movie reco for our folks today. Of course, this isn't a movie reco show, but we are wide in our, our gifts that we give to our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, that movie was playing in my house last week at some point and I did watch a little bit of it. It's not my genre though. I got to tell you, it's not my genre. I'm sorry. Um, I'm really sorry. It probably was your illness that uh, 
probably made it. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's taste. I'm pretty sure it's taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So you chose hanging out with your kids rather than going on a zoo. Like we're doing zoom again tonight because I still don't feel well. And, and I certainly don't want to infect, uh, Greg or his family, but so you chose your f- family over talking to be on zoom for 20 minutes. I did. I did. And it was okay. lovely. You know, okay. I appreciate the birthday present of you not never give me too hard of a heart. Too much of a hard time. <laughs> All right, folks. So, um, yeah, listen, Greg and I have been managers or leaders or supervisors for most of our career. We both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and move on. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. So disruption And this has been coming out of, I think, a couple other episodes that we've been doing lately. So you have a sudden or ongoing work environment where you experience some or all the following. Your manager or leader brings in a sudden and new approach, idea, or way of doing things. No context or explanation is provided. A new person is brought in and right away changes everything without appreciating the current situation and the things that are effective. There is a facade of a process before everything changes. Employees are struggling with the buy-in. After a series of meetings, town halls, and or focus groups, new ideas or processes are brought in with periodic check-ins and updates. The person initiating changes is open, approachable, and fully aware of the group or organization's good points and the points of struggle. So what's up with this, Greg? How important is this subject, people coming in and causing disruption, and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment. You know, it's funny because uh, as as you're as I was rereading them, as you were reading them, I was actually getting cranky, and I thought, oh, this might be a rant, not talk uh, show, um, because I am a I I'm actually a bit of a disruptor. I I find like you disrupting to- quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I I so in the positive sense of disruption of challenging some thinking thinking out of the box, creating space for people to dream and to and to really shift. Um, often I'll ask the question if people are really stuck, if you had all the money in the world and there were no barriers, what would you do? Just to get people that's, thinking. That's a great question. It is. It's just to get people think as we get locked into our spaces. So disruption in itself is not a bad thing. Uh, and this this conversation kind of bubbled up over uh, a breakfast conversation where I was sharing a good friend, a mutual friend of ours is a big reader of biographer biographies. And he was saying that he's read, I can't remember the author, but he's written a biography on Elon Musk, um, uh, Jobs, um, Einstein and uh, Da Vinci. And um, uh, his description was that Jobs and Elon Musk are disruptors and um the other two are explorers or evolvers and so they both made major change and changes to what was currently existing but it's more the style and the approach of course we don't have any uh in people that we can interview for uh da vinci or probably einstein these days so we, we can say whatever we think they they approached it as um they may have been disruptors themselves but definitely you see it in um, Musk. I mean, he, like he just rips things apart. And uh, although he has a plan 
And I will tell you, just today uh, on LinkedIn, there was someone who posted that I, I really respect who said, I do not like Elon Musk's way he deals with people, but his models for change and process evolution and it is pretty solid. Um, but again, so so I would say disruption is not a bad thing, but when it's done poorly, when it's done without heart, um, and and just just for the purpose of 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 ego or or um, you know just just uh, just change for change's sake, it is brutal. And you know we went through years ago. There's it, this is almost cyclical. I think organizationally where they bring in these change makers that disrupt everything. And in most cases, if you look over time, the big disrupt dis disruptors who have come in and taken over organizations, those organizations don't exist anymore because they just blow it apart so much. So again, I would say thoughtful disruption is amazing, but most Unfortunately, many of the disruptions that we see in the leadership styles that are really disruptive aren't thinking long term. They're thinking ego. They're thinking quick wing. I can, yeah, yeah. So that's my. This is definitely a bit of a rant, but it's it's. I've I've been a part of it. I've experienced it, um, but I've also experienced the way really positive disruption in a creative state where you. You kind of share a clear vision. You you engage by an almost that last statement that you described, where you're really pulling people into um, bold thinking towards a common goal. That's different, I think. This is my thought on it. I've been in organizations where the change people come in, where the disruptor comes in, and the minute somebody identifies themselves with that, I, I have a bit of a problem with because then I'm going. Are they here for the good of what we're doing? Or is this a quick hit, get my contract and get out of here? But I've actually been in a few places where it's been done really well. And I found myself, oh, geez, it's got to be almost 20 years ago now. I'd worked in one unit in the police and had gotten involved with a conference over a couple of years and went from being like a, a committee member to being one of the co-chairs. And then I went to another unit and within four months, they had a, a big conference and uh, I got asked out for coffee by the boss, which is never a good sign. It means you're getting mm -hmm. tagged with something. And so myself and this other guy, we end up at a coffee shop with the boss. And he says, listen, Alistair, I know you have some experience doing this. Uh, I want you to take over our conference. And this dude here, I know you guys know each other. I think you guys would work well together. He was right. And so I want you to take it over. And I was very clear to him. I said, listen, I love your conference. It's more regional. I'm more a national or an international type of guy. I'm looking, I always look to do different things. I'm looking for a wider example of what we do and lessons learned by other people because I don't care what you do. I just want you to take it over. And so I, I went to the, the, went to do a handoff with the, the past chair and he was such a good guy. We had such a good discussion. I said, listen, this is my vision for it. And he went, you know, Alistair, do what you want to do. Um, I inherited it from one person. I put my stamp on it. Now you're going to do it. And I eventually handed it over to somebody else. But I was really, really clear. And then, you know, meeting with the committee and the people involved. And the, the past chair was pretty good. He says, listen, there's a few stakeholders that are not going to be happy with what you're doing because they like kind of the regional uh, type of thing. Uh, and, and so I was just very clear with everybody involved what we were going to do. Uh, and I'd done it before. 
And, and uh, there's a few stakeholders that weren't happy, but we gained so many new stakeholders from all over the world. And, and so, yeah, I did change it up. I went in there, but I was really clear what I was going to do. I had, you know, uh, a template to use it for. I had a list of people that I could reach out to. And it ended up being a, a pretty good experience. And it's funny, when I did a handoff to somebody else, I took the same thing. Dude, do whatever you want to do. I had something in mind. I'm here if you have any process or administration type of questions. But dude, it's down to you. You do whatever you want to do now. I got to do what I wanted to do, and I'm happy with it. And I'm happy you're taking it over. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of great points in there with regards to, fortunately, having when you are, you know, brought in to do something different. Because often, um, in fairness to these folks that come in, they're brought in for a purpose. Something isn't working uh, and and there needs to be something different. And often the you know, the 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 other side of disruptive disruption is tweaking little like little and little and little and sometimes that's not enough especially in this changing pace fast-paced world that we're in sometimes you got to make big choices however um a couple of things that you and these are i some of them are probably in your notes but the the fact that the past person who was handing it off provided you and this is the first comment around what great managers can do is around the context can provide you with a hey where have we been who are the players who are the stakeholders and and how do we need to think about that and then giving you the space to create boy two really beautiful things if you're gonna um he was very gracious he was very gracious yeah, if you need, if you're at a point in your organization or your team or whatever that you need big shifts, think about how you set up. If you're not doing it, if you're passing it on or bringing someone in, there's some things that are really important. I think we're going to dive deeper into those right now. Well, let's do that, Greg. So the first Sounds thing good. on the manager side is context is everything. What is the issue, process, or the way forward? What are you actually trying to do with this? you know, identifying the problem or identifying that we need this shift for this business reason or education reason or whatever it is, is so important. If you just come in with a sledgehammer, just start going, you know, that's a really difficult situation. It's, it's, it's bad for the person coming in as well. Yeah. And I would say it's so important to go down a few layers because you know what, if you've got the, if you're a, the change agent and the CEO or the board chair has told you exactly what needs to be done. Often they're too far away to really understand what's really happening. They're dreaming. So yeah, they're dreaming or really they just don't see the reality of the front line. And so it's really important to say, okay, here's what I understand. Um, Here's the opportunity in front of us and even positive language around opportunity in front of us. But I want to I want to get your perspective on a couple of things. Just validate uh, uh, that context to make sure you're starting for the right place. Because I, I don't know how many times I've seen organizations, someone with good intention who is a good change leader, has been led astray by uh, ill-informed senior leaders that don't really get what's happening in the business. They don't understand the job that actually gets done. Right. And, you know, again, we, we all have our biases and our views and, but uh, make sure you do some double checking, some layered down validation. Well, that's the second one. Are you sure why the disruption needs to occur? And I think mm. that speaks uh, exactly to what you're saying there, Greg. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that validation process. If you, because sometimes change for for change sake is not great. And I am certain if you look over most studies uh, over time, that this ongoing change and disruption is not effective. It doesn't leave long-term sustainable growth. I mean, I read a study just recently, I may have said about this on one of our podcasts, it was about layoffs. And it was about um, organizations who have a no layoff policy always perform significantly higher than those that lay off. And part of that is um, a heart-based culture, but the other part of that is a thoughtful culture. So uh, layoffs normally occur when someone does something super radical um, and and shifts and changes, either grows too fast or or goes into different areas. And again, those aren't bad upon themselves, but how you do it, the thoughtfulness about you, you how you do it, usually reduces the likelihood of layoffs because people are piloting things. People are 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 uh, reinforcing their their talent base with uh, uh, contract workers as they expand to see how things will take hold. Those are all smart things to think about versus, you know, you're all in. Um, there was a guy when I was growing up, I think it was called Buzzsaw Bill or something. And this was back in the, I think it was Scott Paper days. And uh, and this guy would go around and he would rip apart every company he worked for. And everybody thought he was the star of the of the of the world. But, you know, nothing was sustainable. I mean, even look at GE. There's a lot of questions around GE and Walsh's style and approach. And did he really create sustainable wealth for that organization? I think there's a lot of questions out there. So uh, I'm I'm with you. Often people create disruption where it's not needed. I'm going to put the next two together. Be genuine and approachable. Ongoing contact, meetings, town halls, or focus groups are important. Maybe the use of an internal website or project management tool would be helpful and people understand what's going on. Um, and I'm going to flip into another one. Silence or crappy meetings would just cause a lot of problems. Silence is deadly. We've said that on a couple other podcasts as well for whatever we're talking about. Silence is just a terrible, terrible thing. Oh, I agree 100%. You know, being clear, we talk about this in almost every podcast. Be clear on, first of all, validate. So if you got a, uh, a nugget that says that we're going to have to do something, we're going to have to do something big, that's okay. Uh, but validate it. Just get a sense of what is the impact of it. Don't take too long, but you know you can do this well, and and you can do it deep throughout the organization, uh, and then build a plan. And planning is so important. But again, you don't. It's that balance. It's that fine balance between getting locked down in such a huge plan. I, you know, I've been in organizations where, oh my goodness, the plan and the structure and the PMO and. All of that is so complex, nothing gets done. But an efficient PMO office uh, helps take care of a lot of that. The Having a, a, a central um, mechanism to track, to update, to share, and then building a great um, uh, change management plan and a communication plan to support it are all so critical. Because to your point, silence or crappy meetings that aren't well run are ineffective 
man, it's just so frustrating. I can think of right now, like two projects. One is a, a construction project that's, I won't mention it, but it's, it has been running for about 20 years and it is so inefficient and it's a publicly funded change. And you, you think, how can it continue so badly? Um, but a lot of it is crappy meetings, disorganization, no project management, no updates, no engagement. It, it's consistent in all of the ones that kind of run like that. And if there are going to be any changes to roles or jobs, be clear and quick about that. Hiding that, uh, not giving people the opportunity to maybe make alternative arrangements or look for other jobs. Wh whenever you can be clear that uh, the disruption is going to cause problems to people's roles, there's going to have to be changes or perhaps layoffs, you know, whatever that is. Just really important to be quick and clear and kind about those types of things. Yeah, I think those are the three things, quick, clear, clear and kind. And sometimes you don't know, but when you do know, let them know. Um, this dribble effect that often happens in these things uh, because they're, they haven't got a really clear plan and therefore they're kind of, and sometimes you don't know, you're, you know, you try something, it doesn't work and that type of thing, but that's okay if you, if you're keeping people informed, but the sooner you can, the better. Be open to feedback and people's thoughts, the people on the ground. And you were talking about this earlier, but maybe somebody so high up that they really don't understand the context of what the business is. The people on the ground have great insights that you might not have considered. So you're brought in to do a major change. You're going to be the disruptor. Maybe there's some information from the people that actually do the job or supervise the people doing the job that have some great insights that are going to make your job a lot easier. Yeah, you know what? It isn't that complicated. It is about building trust, engaging people's voices at the table, getting them a clear picture of where we're going and why we're going in and, and, and giving them the freedom like that person gave you the freedom to run that event. Um, give them the space to do it. I mean, it's really, it's not that complicated. If you actually put the time in and care, um, it can be much more successful than often, you know, it's just about, uh, um, I don't know, making a change for the sake of a change. Well, in that instance that I was involved in, nothing changed except who was in charge and the scope. All the other people involved stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And maybe involving people or groups of people with proper openness may make whatever changes happen a lot healthier. And I think that builds on our, our last uh, point as well. You want this to be successful. You want to, any change that you have to be, uh, that has to be made to be healthy, as healthy as possible. Yeah, because, you know, we know that if people, change is difficult and I hate, change, I, hate, I hate change. Yeah, well, and tough change is really difficult when you have to make these big, bold, more disruptive choices. Um, think about it first. Make sure it's required. Then be clear on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then as soon as possible, engage people in. Because if people have some control during these disruptive period of times, they're going to be more engaged and they're going to stay with you. And you know what happens when it's not done well? A lot of you have brain drain and a lot of your smart people leave because A, they don't know if they get a job or B, they don't really understand the where we're going. And, and so they're the ones who are more employable. They're going to leap. 
So the sooner you can give that clarity of the what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how you're going to play a part in it, boy, it will mitigate uh, some some brain drain and some talent loss for sure. And that slides into the next point, Greg. You need people to come along with you. You don't want mm-hmm. people bailing out if they if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And you know what's interesting is we're just having this conversation. I'm thinking. You know, there are some organizations that are known for disruption. So, you know, if you're going to work for one of Musk companies, you know that it will be disrupted. And some people thrive. Or a startup. In that. Or a startup. Or a startup. People thrive in that. But it's almost like you know what to expect. One of the people I was coaching a few weeks ago was in a very um, startup kind of like very uh, fast changing business. And he, he's just very clear with his people up front when they're joining him. This is what you're going to experience. So you are going to, there are no guarantees. Um, it'll be fast paced. What I will guarantee you is an opportunity to grow and learn. I will create a space for you to learn so much in a year. However, there's no guarantees. We might flop or we might go or go forward. You're going to have a lot of, you're going to have to put a lot of time in, but here's what you're going to get out of it. As long as you're clear up front with regards to that and then keep them updated on the changes, people are okay with it. It's just when, you know, when you don't, you're not up front and then it continues to swirl that, that it can create a lot of anxiety and a lot of low performance periods. Yeah. And if uh, you're interested in that type of environment, uh, we interviewed Michael Kravchik from LumaQ uh, in episode 132. And he talks about, you know, what it's like working in a startup. And I think his term was every six months, the company was broken or you had to break it just because it's a startup situation. So if you're interested in something like that, Michael, uh, it was very straightforward with us. It was a really good interview. Uh, he brought a lot to the table. So that's episode 132. And that's interview with Michael Kravchik of LumaQ. That is fantastic. And, you know, but even within those more disruptive industries, there's a way of doing it. And this is all the things you just talked about are the ways of doing it. Um, There's no guarantees, but you can do it better. So think about how you can do it better, because if you do it better, you're going to keep people longer. You're going to keep people at their peak performance for a more extended period of time. It's just it's just a smart thing to do. So as an employee. What can you do to assist in this situation? Number one, be a good listener. Listen to what's going on. Don't jump to conclusions. Keep an open mind, even when what you're hearing sounds really, really difficult. Yeah, and be curious around, you know, this probably is, you know, if you're going into an organization, ask lots of questions. Understand what is the culture of the organization? What's the current state of the industry? All of those things. But if you're in it and then a big disruption happens, really just... Don't overreact, pause, understand it. Like you say, even when it's difficult, ask good questions. You, you can always decide what you want to do and how I want to react. But all of us, we, you know, we know, especially when there's a lot of change going on, it is very tough. But we also know that we're the controller of our emotions often. And it's how we react is mostly up to us. So those two first things are really important. And sometimes the work needs a shock or major shift to keep up. Uh, In the policing world, in the investigation world, there's times when the crew were sitting there and we're just up against the wall and often they'll bring in somebody else to be part of it or to lead it. And they're just bringing in a different energy, a different point of view. They're going to look at things a little differently. 
And uh, I've been the guy brought in and I've had people brought in on investigations and we would sometimes even build into what we're doing, having a case conference where, you know, you get a bunch, you know, like 30 other investigators and you'll get up on a whiteboard and you'll lay out what's going on and people will just start firing things at you. And it's not to criticize you, it's to bring other ideas. So I, I like, you know, I, sometimes you, what you're doing just needs that. You need an outside influence to come in to bring a different energy, maybe a different set of skills, maybe just different, somebody that isn't biased because they, they haven't been reading through you know, thousands and thousands of pages of evidence and somebody that's going to come in with a clear mind. Yeah, yeah I agree hundred percent. And, uh, you know, it's interesting in the next two, I think could go a little bit together. The first one is sometimes work needs to be a shock or major shift to keep it up. Right. So, so on, uh, and the next one is take any opportunity to give input, working out the bugs, be proactive, have a continuous mindset. Cause I think sometimes what happens in these environments is they do need to be disrupted. Um, people get in a lull and it's not and, a bad thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's a necessity. Right. But if you are, uh, as an employee, really always being on the lookout for how can I tweak this, bring those ideas forward, be bold, don't get stuck in your rut. Cause what happens is when you get stuck in a rut, boy, these things are a lot harder and you react a lot, uh, have a, a lot bigger reaction and that's not good for you it's not good for your career and really it doesn't help anything because you don't have control over it so find out where you can have control over it and that's partially being proactive bringing those ideas forward like you described in that uh, that point and then next to ask a lot of questions when you have the opportunity give feedback when you have the opportunity as well uh, asking questions as somebody that's run a whole bunch of stuff like investigations or whatever when somebody asks a question, it's like, oh, that's different. Tell me more. Like, what are you bringing forward? That, this is interesting. Like, you get sometimes so caught up in the details and the way that you do things. And having somebody, I love working on multidiscipline teams because then somebody else is asking a question, but they're asking it from their skill set, from their knowledge. Like, they went to a different school. They have a different profession. I love working on multidiscipline teams because you get it. Those questions just bring it such a different uh, approach to things. And quite often that is so helpful. Well, we do know that, um, disruption is a thing of the uh, present. It's gonna, the, the pace of change that's happening right now is so significant and it's just going to continue to increase. So this idea of disruption, even small disruptions are going to happen for sure. So, so the way you can become more healthy, um, and there's tons of evidence that talks about um, having a learner's mindset, having being someone who is really curious, asking lots of questions, is not afraid to bring ideas forward. Really being participative in the space that you're in not only is great for your career, but because people will see you, as you said, of someone who is willing to uh, dive in, who's curious, who's interested in what we're doing and is bringing their best foot forward. But there's also tons of evidence that talks about even physical and mental health that 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 is so much stronger when you are engaged in the process. Um, and that's asking questions and bringing ideas forward and really being curious around what's happening around me and how can I improve things and how can I contribute to something bigger? These are all things that are so important from a resilience, personal resilience and health perspective. And, and they're equally good for your career. Well, you, you just sparked something, uh, the downside of 
something that can be the downside of, of disruption is the person receiving the questions or the suggestions. Uh, I've worked with some people who, you know, they just, uh, their pride gets hurt. If you ask, you know, questions like, oh, why are we doing this? What's the, and they just don't like it. And I've worked with colleagues like uh, in the supervisory and the management level that don't like it when people start asking questions because they think it's a personal attack on them. Part of the health uh, of disruption is the person uh, receiving the questions or receiving the inquiries or, or where somebody's coming forward with an idea. It, it's not personal. They're not attacking you. Well, if they are, that's a totally different thing. It's just so important that we have a good attitude. Uh, like I mentioned case conferences. I'd never been to one before. And I'm going like, this is going to be a shooting gallery. Like, what's the deal with this? It was so healthy, Greg. Now, mm. They started off, listen, we're up against the wall. We're not sure where we're going to go with this. Everything's on the table. Ask all the questions. You guys are here to help us. We want to hear it. And I went, you know what? That's the right attitude. And if you ask anybody, if they have any questions, guess what? You might get a question, but you, you have, I've seen terrible situations uh, develop because the person that's getting asked the question, they feel their pride is hurt. Somebody's personally attacking them. And that's not the case. It's somebody that has a really good question and the person may have an expertise that you don't appreciate. And all of a sudden you're going, that's an excellent question. Uh, tell me some more. What, what are you thinking here? And and I think the other part of that healthy thing is the person that's receiving it. Yeah, and I would suggest if you're a leader, um, the crunchier you feel, the better the gold is there. So, yes, yes. you know, Because uh, usually what we're upset about is something that we know is probably true, but we just don't want to have to face it or deal with it. So, and we think we own it, and we think we own it. Yeah, and say, oh, you know, so so I am learning as I've gotten older in my career to say, oh, wow. Yeah, that one hit me hard. Um, uh, um, I, I think there's probably something there. I don't like it, but there's something there. Tell me more. What are you What are you worried about? And what are your thoughts? And then that's where you can engage them, right? Okay. So if you believe that this is something that is really risky for us and you're really concerned about it, what are the things that we might do to mitigate it? So how do you reframe it to solutions? Uh, maybe maybe first dive deep in understanding specifically what it is. And okay, now I'd love to tap into your thinking and saying, what could we do to mitigate the impact of that and still move forward in the direction that we're hoping to go forward? But but it is acknowledging that person is just peeving me off by the question that they ask. That, and usually those are things that say, oh, shoot, there must be something here. Well, that's point seven. Keep in mind that you may have strong feelings when change occurs, either as the person that's leading the change or has ownership of the project or whatever you're doing, or you're one of the workers that is trying to make this work. We all have strong feelings about that. And maybe acknowledging that, you know, when you're having a conversation with somebody like, uh, as an investigator, I'll tell you, Greg, I had 100% ownership of what I was doing. And, uh, you know, it, it took a while for me to realize I had to pull up my big boy pants. And sometimes you have to ask for help or you you, you know, somebody's going to ask you some questions and, and it's all for the good of the case and what we're doing. And it, it took me a while because, you know, when I get feedback, I burn a little bit at first and then I go, you know what, this is a good thing. This is good. Yeah. Or if somebody has a question, you know what, this is a good thing. I don't, I don't know everything, Greg, guess what, you know, surprising enough, I don't know everything. And when somebody brings a good question or suggestion, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we say this in, especially in this side of the the lens from an employee perspective. But if you have strong feelings, if there's something that's really bothering you, um, even if it feels risky, 
um, lean into that because there's going to be others that are thinking and there are ways to do it. We've talked about it already on past podcasts, you know, the I'm sensing something or, you know, or started out with, okay, I want to be clear. I'm the, the, the plan, the reason we're doing that makes sense to me is this and this. The one thing that I'm really kind of still churning about or I'm unsure about that I'm uh, worried that I think we need to take into consideration is this. Have we thought about that? Well, that's a good way of laying it out there. All they can say is, yes, we've thought about it. Thanks so much, Greg. Appreciate your thought. But most likely, whatever you're churning with is something that is critical to be brought forward and others are already thinking as well. So be bold and you can present it in a way that is uh, safer uh, if you don't feel totally comfortable. That's cool. Wrap up, Greg. Yeah, I just think, you know, um, we're hearing a lot about disruption. And there are there are those leaders, you know them all, you can name them, that are considered, I would call, um, egotistically disruptive. Nasty um, people. And again... Yeah, yeah, and even them, they are doing some breakthrough things. Uh, you know, like again, going back to Elon Musk, um, like him or hate him, he is changing the face of the world on on what he does. It's just so unfortunate, and maybe you need a little bit of that. And I think that's why he he tends to sometimes hire some strong seconds that can kind of buffer him a little bit with regards to it. But um, just just push into the disruption, love it. But just think about how, you know, not just what you're trying to do, but how you're trying to do it and what's already there um, that I can tap into to accelerate um, uh, the, the change itself. So um, lots of different uh, um, good things. So I'm getting a call that's coming in uh, uh, and it hasn't rang. So that's good. I must be doing something right on my computer that's making it more effective finally. Yeah. So for me... Um... The healthier the situation, the better. If you're coming in and you have a job and disruption has been identified as needing to happen, you know, bringing everybody else along, being a really good communicator, uh, calming storm, creating an atmosphere where people are willing to participate and ask questions. And even when they're a little anxious about their jobs or the approach and whatever it is. And as somebody that's been involved in, in some disruption, either as the agent of change or as somebody sitting there that's getting affected by it. Uh, just acknowledge what your feelings are in that situation. And maybe as a leader, you acknowledge it in the room. Listen, folks, uh, there's a lot that's going to happen. And uh, this is kind of what we're trying to do. This is the issue, identifying problems. What seems to cause so many problems in these types of situations is just a lack of communication or the way that people will communicate. So I've, I've been that agent of change a couple of times. I've had it done to me. Uh, I've had some really good situations. I've had a couple of really nasty ones. Uh, you know, show up, what, whatever your role in this, show up, um, you know, be the person that you need to be. And, you know, if it's a bad situation, you know, you have permission to leave. Like this isn't the army or the police or anything like that, where, you know, they can keep you or you have to go through some hoops to leave. Um, always take stock of where you are and, and, you know, is this the place for me? Hopefully it is. Uh, and I've rarely had to leave anywhere. Um, you know, I've had a couple work relationships that changed because of, of stuff like this, but in the most part, uh, it's been pretty good, but I've really appreciate the people that come in that just are good communicators, really good listeners who just, uh, get it. They read the room, uh, they come prepared, uh, and, and they're good at managing up as well. 
because, you know, you mentioned it, that sometimes the senior management, uh, they, they may be playing, uh, having a negative influence on what's going on. The best people at doing these things can manage up as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree hundred percent. So listen, folks, we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't uh, say anything that you found offensive or made you angry. Definitely, Greg, we need to hear your philosophy on this one. Everybody's yeah. everybody's dealt with this stuff. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? You could tell uh, uh, that that I'm more passionate about this one and how you do it for sure. And uh, uh, I was a little more ranty today uh, with regards to my perspective. You pulled it back pretty good though, buddy. You pulled it back. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Well, but at the end of each of our podcasts, we um, tap into a a piece of wisdom that an early coach provided me. And she said that Greg in our coaching sessions, there are going to be some things that uh, we talked about that make you feel really good. And there are going to be other things that will get you angry. will get you frustrated. will get you crunchy. And she said that similar to what we talked about earlier on the podcast, often it's in those crunchy things that we discover the gold. So we just suggest that if you've, if there's something that you're churning about with what you heard today, um, sit with it a bit, think about it and see if there's some learning in there that can help uh, you grow as a leader or as a team member, or as a contributor to whatever you're doing. So um, that's what we'd like to uh, get you to think about. We've done our job. We have. Uh, anything else, my friend? No, that is everything. Your voice has hung in. Congratulations. Well, I am, I'm, I am feeling somewhat better. Um, uh, I certainly didn't want to risk. I've been trying to stay in and not infect anybody else, but, uh, I heard somebody say that caught this flu. I would have rather have had COVID. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I've been down, uh, I, I think it'll be two weeks on Thursday that I have not been feeling hundred percent. It was bad last week, but I'm glad, uh, we took a week off. I took it easy. There's no way even Thursday night when you were hanging out with your kids, there's no way I could have, uh, lasted, uh, 45 minutes and done an episode. Yeah, yeah. So we're cool. Yeah. We're cool folks. Um, that's it. You good? That's perfect. Yes. Listen, folks, remember, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success or your failure. Oh, what am I doing? I almost forgot, Greg. Oh my goodness. You can tell we've had a week off. That's how quickly yeah, that's it falls it. away. That's right. Karachi, Pakistan. Welcome to the club. Wow. We, we, I'm sure we haven't had any listeners from uh, Pakistan. So uh, welcome. Uh, uh, lovely to uh, hear. I know th- there's some sort of some crunchy things going on over there right now. Um, uh, seems to be settling down a little bit, but you know what? It again always amazes me that um, uh, wherever we are, we deal with the same things. Um, we're dealing with people and we're dealing with change. And boy, there is business disruption happening around the world. Uh, so this topic hopefully will be equally important wherever you wherever you sit. Sounds good. All right. Um, we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye now.